Welcome to the Morty Vicar podcast from uh, B&A Church in Bristol with James Stevenson and Wayne Massey. This podcast is about culture, theology and life. This is episode three of, we, I, we have, what have we called it, the Alpha Series? Yeah, the Alpha Sessions. Alpha Sessions. So we've just a bunch of questions that have been emailed in from people um, doing the Alpha course and we're having a go at answering them. So... Uh, Wayne's got the phone this time. I've got he's the phone. Got the so the last, two, the last two, I haven't had a clue what James is about to say. And I'm going blind this time. Uh... So this is these questions one, two, and three. That's okay, right. Ready. So the first question is, why are there no manuscripts written by Jesus himself in the Bible? And why are all accounts from witnesses and nothing from Jesus? James. Oh, <clears throat> so why was why is he not written anything down himself? And what was the second question? And why are all accounts from witnesses? And why are all accounts from witnesses? So, so d- dear questioner... I would suggest that because he hasn't written anything down himself, all accounts are from witnesses. Yeah, okay. so, so let's yeah. work back. But, but why, so why didn't Jesus write stuff down? Good question. I've often wondered that myself. Well, it's because of the normal culture. So Jesus yeah. is about... So, so well, yeah, but then... Uh, so I, uh, Yes, but then he, he could write, we presume, and he must have seen... He must have made a decision not to write... Because he's the son of God and the king of the universe. And so then there's a reason why he hasn't written it down. But, but it, yeah, there is a reason why. But I think you could just, I think you could, I'm, I'm kind of thinking out loud here, but I think you can dive into culture. So in culture, so um, most, you know, Caesar, I don't think Caesar wrote Caesar's Gallic War. Somebody will correct me on that one. You know, as in, uh, uh, yeah. and I, you know, so actually a lot of, a lot of what we read by people is, is stuff that's been written by people who heard them. Yeah. So we're living in an oral culture where, so things like, oh, I noticed that um, in Matthew, Jesus says an awful lot from the, uh, from the top of a mountain that in Luke, he says from a boat on a lake. Does that mean that one of them's lying? No. no, no it just so I often think that, Jesus, Jesus yeah. was like, he wasn't a stand-up comedian. But if, you go and, if I go and see Stuart yeah. Lee in Bristol, and yeah. then I go and see him in Birmingham, it'll, most of it will be the same material. Um, and so, so they're living in an oral culture where people are traveling around and, and delivering material and teaching their teachings. And, and then there's a point at which, for, and I know Jesus, Jesus knew who he was and what he was up to, but there's a point at which the significance of something happens that somebody goes, oh, we need to write this down. That's history. I'm reading a, I'm reading a book about, it's called A Certain Idea of France, but yeah. it's, a hist- it's, it's the life of Charles de Gaulle. Yeah. I'm not sure, at what point does Charles de Gaulle think, oh, I need to write down my story? Well, yes, I mean, it's clear that the, the, the timing of the writing of the Gospels was tied into the death of the first generation of yeah um of disciples um do you need my password to open up the phone no again? i think i might be open oh yes i do <laughs> so, <laughs> so so dear listener he's handed me his phone but i can't um i'm not going to tell everybody my passcode over the phone i'm not going to remember one two three four <laughs> um so um keep going james uh so yes i would i would say um we we know why it was we know why they were written when they were written. It's because the first, because the gospel writers are dying out. Yeah. And um, so the, the oral tradition um, that uh, is vested in the apostles is... Um, I to find I have, I've managed to shut down the phone. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry, the, this, or, is, this or, is a very this professional is a really, edition. Um, yeah. The oral tradition 
is vested in the is in the vested in the apostles. Yeah. That's really clear. So Jesus so why he is hasn't written it down has clearly got something to do with the way that he wants to teach his disciples. And it's clear that he wants to teach his disciples not by information and telling them um, what to think and then writing it down, but actually by them being absorbed in something and being immersed in it and then being and then it being patterned to them by him. And when he is no longer with them, then being guided in that by the Holy Spirit. So this this isn't um, this isn't a faith that is um, just taught and transmitted at an intellectual level. This is a faith that is embodied and practiced and understood and is part of a communal experience. And then from that communal experience and 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 that practical way of living comes the the transcription of it um we believe guided by the holy spirit in such a way that we end up with four different gospels um that um the the early church has understood to be an accurate and complementary um uh transcription of the events of mm-hmm. the life and death of jesus and if we look including the old testament if we look at what we call histories they yeah. are they're often written for the purpose of communicating the truth of what happened to the people who weren't there. Yeah. Um, you know, Luke's makes that very clear yeah. with his two books. I you know, I'm writing this for a purpose so yeah. that you may believe. Um and you know, and, and John as he closes his one says, like, you know, if everything Jesus ever said, the books yeah. of the world wouldn't contain it, but I've written this. So, you know, so 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 the so people have written stuff down for an audience who weren't there who who were um, for a purpose, and most of the New Testament, of course, is letters, which, which serve a different purpose. So, so that's I think. And if I, we were to lay Christianity along in, alongside Islam for a minute, Islam would see that the the Quran is um, the word of God. Yeah. Christianity looks at the Bible and says that the Bible is the word of God, but ultimately, it is the word of God that points to the bigger word of god so in islam the quran is god incarnate amongst us yeah which is why they keep the it on the highest shelf in the house whereas for christianity jesus incarnate they would say yeah it is it's 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 the revelation of god whereas Whereas, across it's jesus yeah Yeah, so jesus is the revelation of god and the bible leads us to that revelation in Islam, the Quran is, is the, revelation the revelation of God. It's a better use. I shouldn't use and, Quran. And, and so, um, so when we when we think about when we think about it from that perspective, we see that actually what Jesus wants to give us is Himself, and if therefore He had written Himself and His accounts down, then we would have been left with with more of a kind of. The, the manuscripts of Jesus as um, uh, rather than him himself. So there's something about the, the, the beauty, the completion, but also the incomplete nature of the Gospels. So there's something about the fact that we have four of them and you have to read all four of them that leaves us with that sense of actually this, this leads us to something beyond itself. And so the the Jesus leads us on a trail to to himself through the the 
the humanity of the scriptures. Does that make sense? Yeah, and if he had, so if we had 66 books in the Bible and there was a 67th that had been written by Jesus, we would all go, well, that's the really important one and everything else is secondary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd, whereas actually yeah. we go, they're all about him. Yeah. Okay, so, so there's a kind of, there's a nature, so, so the answer to that question, why didn't Jesus write down, there's a cultural question around the nature of what yeah. it was to be a rabbi in and, the day, and there's a question around, and a point around as people were dying out, the need for the stories to be carried on, and then there's also a point about pointing, bringing us to a revelation of him now, yeah. and him being, a, we're able to meet him now as well. And, and Tom Holland in his book, um, uh, Dominion. Dominion writes a beautiful section in a chapter on the rise of Islam in Northern Africa, um, and he he talks about the jarring of um, the um, the the Quran and the Bible in North Africa, and that, that Christians never pretended that the Bible was the actual word of God, in the sense that it's yeah. utterly infallible, um, and um, uh, it, Whereas the Quran is presented that way, it's always been understood as divinely inspired human writing that carries the truth and grace that leads us to Jesus. Very good. I'm going to roll on. Are there yeah. any other books that haven't been included in the Bible and why weren't they? Um, yes, there are. Um, notably the Gospel of Thomas. Um, if you were to have... Um, uh, conversations with Roman Catholics you'd be talking about the Apocrypha which yeah. would be um, I can't remember how many extra books it is that would uh, that would appear five, um, six. in the Old Testament as far as their approach is yeah. concerned um, so yes there are what was the other what was the other part and of the why question? Why weren't they? So, so why, why weren't, weren't they? they? So, so, the, so let's go to so the Apocrypha so, the, so, so at the, at the point where the Old Testament, as the Jews understand it, closes, there's a bunch of books before we get to the Gospels. Yeah, uh, they um, haven't weren't recognised by the by the early church in the main as being um, inspired in the same way yeah. by the Holy Spirit. What's very interesting uh, is some of them are really useful for in, for understanding the context of Jesus' time. So as works yeah. of history, they're useful, but we don't see them as scripture. Yeah, um, the Gospel of Thomas is a really good example. There's a bunch of other books which are much, much later than the ones that form our New Testament, which yeah. form part of what's called kind of the Gnostic Gospel, which, yeah. is, which was a heresy that came in hundreds of years after Jesus. Um, the truth is that the early church landed on what we have as the New Testament rather quickly. Yeah. The council that formed it all is a bit later, but actually very, very early. You know, like yeah. Peter talks about Paul in one, of his, in one of the Peter's letters. He references Paul and saying, I don't quite understand what he's on about sometimes, but clearly the spirit is inspiring him. Yeah. So actually there was a sense of the early church minded yeah. together that these are the books that we see the Lord yeah. work in. And now it doesn't mean we cite St. Augustine all the time, that there are other great works of Christian literature that you can learn from, yeah. but they're not scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, I mean, Jesus rose from the dead. This yeah. is question three, by the way, but yeah. why does this solely mean that death has been conquered? I think we, we kind of dealt with that in the last one. But people may not have listened to but that People one. may not have listened. Why so does the, that mean that death has been conquered? Um... Well, prior to that point... So there's something in the context. I think it might have been you were talking about the difference. So like we, we expect to die and then rise again. So, but then we have this Jesus who's risen from the death, dead and we say the death has been conquered and yet we're going to die. I think is the kind of person's thinking around it. Okay. Well, um, forgive me. 
if I don't quite understand the question, it might be better just to plot a simple Christian Christian theology of death. So we understand that the wages of sin is death, as you um, yeah. spoke about in the last podcast. Um, uh, we believe that um, uh, up until Jesus, everyone who had um, died had died um and there was not um eternal life prior to jesus who um uh, who raises people from the dead but when he raises them from the dead he raises them back to human life but that jesus when he dies and is resurrected is resurrected to a new life he has a new body um, and that is a body that will exist in eternity. So he is the firstborn from the dead, Paul says, is that to the church mm-hmm. in Corinth? In um, 1 Corinthians 15 is a good chapter to read around this topic. So Jesus is the firstborn from the dead, um, and he has a new body, which um, has a curious mixture of scars from his earthly life, but also superpowers like walking through um locked doors into rooms um so whether that's something that is echoed in in our um uh eternal bodies or not we don't know but there is this in again in 1 corinthians 15 it talks about the fact that we will um have our bodies transformed from what is mortal into what is immortal from what is corruptible into incorruptible um so we believe that we will have a um a new body um, when we are resurrected from the dead to eternal life. So I think, I think, yes. And as, as speaking, I think the complication here is that um, we've, again, let's reference Tom Holland. He talks about one of the great things that Christianity and the Jewish faith has brought to the world is this idea of time moving and there being a linear aspect yeah. to it. And so one of the things we understand um uh, in the kind of let's call them the Abrahamic faiths, because the Islam things as well as that, there is a kind of there is an ending of t- there is a time when God yeah. would draw a line and, yeah. and and set all things right and judge. Yeah. And and so that so we aren't, so that's point number one. There is a time when we expect God to step into a fallen created order yeah. and sort the mess out. It's a bit yeah. like as parents at the point where you kind of you know your kids are kicking off and you think yeah. at what point am I going to step in? Yeah. The cross, which is the decisive event, which enables us to. Um, escape us as the judgment that is coming yeah. happens way before the end of time so uh, a couple of seasons ago liverpool yeah you and i like liverpool won the league for the first time in 30 yeah. years and in january which is well before the league finished they were way ahead but in january they played man united and they won nil up and then with about two minutes uh, to go mo salah scored a goal yeah. that went two nil up and at that point there was this massive gap between them and second yeah and suddenly the whole of the stadium knew we are going to win the league yeah and, and for the first time in 30 years, we're going to win the league, we're going to win the league, and now you're going to believe us. Yeah. And yet that was January. The season still had to win to April. I once played in a hockey team where we played 22 games in the season. We won 22 games in the yeah. season. The team behind us, Henley, played 22 games in the season and won 20 games in the season. Yeah. And our second game against Henley was the key one because actually I think our goal difference was really similar. And if, they, mm. if, we, had, if we had lost to Henley, we would have been tied on mm. points. And we played them with still four games left. 
Mm. And we beat them 2-0. And in, and in beating them 2-0, we knew we'd won the league, even though we still had four games yeah. left. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's, that's the point at which the, the cross is this decisive victory, but there's still time to play on the game. But actually, because, of, because the cross is the decisive victory, we know that we have won. Yeah. And so, so we know that the death that we die is a death that is before the calling of time, and that at the yes. calling of time there is a new life and a resurrection to come. Yeah. And we know that our victory into that new life yeah. and resurrection has already been won. Yeah. And I think that's why we quite confused. So Jesus defeated death, but we still see death. Because actually God hasn't called time on this world. Yeah. Theologians call it the now and the not yet. So we live in this world now, but we also live in the not yet, the kingdom of God that is broken in. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the kind of the tension that we're uh, facing. And also, this isn't a question. Have we got another question to do? Or is no, that that's last, this is so the last also question. Also, around this question, one of the common questions that's asked is what, what happens when we die? And the answer to that um, in, in terms of time is unclear in the New Testament. So Jesus says to um, one of the thieves, this day you'll be with me in paradise. But um, St. Paul says to the church in Corinth, the trumpet will sound um, and the dead will be raised. Um, and so in one part of the, the new testament we're looking at actually the there's there's a there's a deadness from which we are raised at the last and in and another there's a um a, an ascent into heaven and christians have historically held those two things in tension in a sense of unknowingness about how this um how this works for us um are we are we dead until the end or are we in heaven and time passes in all sorts of ways so three quick ways so like sometimes we are waiting and we're sat and i've once spent 12 hours sat in an airport waiting room where they'd shut all the shops and boy that would felt like waiting yeah uh, I, i've had an operation where i've been knocked out and when i came around i had no concept of what had happened for the last eight yeah. hours and didn't even know they existed yeah and then i've woken up after eight hours of sleep and i've been aware that i've been asleep and time has passed um and and i don't know what the answer is but i do know that i find myself experiencing time in all sorts of different ways in this life, so I expect that to be the case between now and the final judgment. There we go. I think that, that, that was, was that the last one of the That's the last sessions? question. Plus, as well, I, the questions have disappeared from the screen, so okay. even if there is another one, I can't get it back without handing you your phone. Excellent. So that was the, the last and probably the least slick of um, the Alpha sessions on this summer's More T Vicar podcast. Lesson is always let the person who owns the phone hold the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll be back with um, cultural topics uh, in September.